Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. And now, modern day Roman Empire dudes. Gentlemen, soon it is time for our Halloween partius. Let us compare our costumus. I shall be wearing this Roman knight costume, complete with metal cod piece. I too will be in Roman knight attire, and I believe that cod piece was called a baltius. Interesting trivia, dysfunctionus. It's still night attire for me, but my armadillius is adorned with my old cup from when I played high schoolius footballius. Mm, let me give it a tap. Ooh, hello. And our wives will be wearing... Don't tell me. That little Roman white toga dress with gold trim that barely covers my gluteus maximus. Wow. Well, when in Rome... Join us next time for Modern Day Roman Empire Dudes. Good morning, old friends. Uh, sir, where's your beard? Where's your beard? Where's my beard? Did you shave? Your beard is troubling. Today is National No Beard Day. Now shave his beard off. Shave your face? So we're getting rid of the beard. Happy No Beard Day. We're going to make fun of you until you shave the beard. Better get ready. Get ready for adventure. Okay. Showtime. Today, we are once again joined by M.L. Smith, the founder and director of Missouri Justice Coalition, taking her advocacy on the road. Got a town hall to mobilize prison advocates. Kicks off November 4th in Springfield, Missouri. We do have a Kansas City date, November 11th, but more on that in just a matter of moments. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, back in your feeds tomorrow. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Oh, absolutely. We'll see ya in the morning. Bye. That creed, a creed at the core of every American whose story is not yet written. Yes, we can. The KC Morning Show. Back on your KC Morning Show, back with the megaphone. All the good work you have been doing all across the state of Missouri. M.L. Smith is the founder and director of Missouri Justice Coalition. And I've got this link here pulled up. I got a question for the audience. Are you a formerly incarcerated person housed in a Missouri prison? Or are you a loved one of someone presently or formerly incarcerated? Well, what we're going to talk about, this is for you. We have a town hall to mobilize prison advocates. It starts November 4th in Springfield. M.L. Smith, my friend, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate uh, your time and definitely want to say as well, because you're in Kansas City, the Kansas City location will be November 11th. 
You've been on the show before. It's so good to hear your voice. And it's a voice that has far too often gone, not just unheard, but purposely unlistened to when it comes to standing up for our folks who are incarcerated, far too often wrongly incarcerated. Can you first break down what it is that you do with the Missouri Justice Coalition and how it all got started that you knew you had to bring this organization to life? Of course. Thank you for the question. So I myself am formerly incarcerated, you know, from a Missouri prison. So I have the firsthand knowledge of the issues and the, the areas that need to be improved. Um, I also have a lot of loved ones incarcerated as well, friends, you know, and family members. And last year, one of our local elected officials, Representative Collins, she filed a bill to create a prison oversight commission. That bill did not pass, but we were able to get a good number of people to the state capitol to testify, people who were themselves formerly incarcerated or family, you know, moms, wives, etc., of people who are incarcerated. And it was a great turnout. Um, it was a lot of work to get those people out. And so I saw that in our state, there is a void in this area of advocating for issues of incarceration. You know, uh, people, you know, who are incarcerated is basically out of sight, out of mind. And so not many folks, especially our elected media, et cetera, are paying attention to these particular issues. And so it's definitely something that I saw the need. And, you know, at that point I was like, well, if not me, then who? So I created this organization to advocate for people incarcerated, the issues of incarceration overall. So the conditions, the failures of our prison system, et cetera. And I realized that the only way we're going to get some progress, some reforms, you know, some humane treatment, some accountability and all of those things is if we unite under one umbrella and we, you know, push as a collective, as a coalition, as a united force. There are some people doing, you know, certain work in this area across the states, but there's no collective effort going. And until we have that collective e effort, not only our, you know, administration and our staff of DOC, but also our elected officials who are supposed to oversee our prison system, we are not going to, you know, get any, any reforms and any betterment in our prison system. And so that's why I embarked on this organization and also this particular statewide tour. I want to go around the state of Missouri to connect with impacted people, people who, again, are formerly incarcerated. I talked to a lot of, lot of wives and mothers of people who are in prison all over Missouri, not just, you know, the big cities, Casey or St. Louis, but I talked to a lot of mothers from rural communities, from the Boot Hill to Springfield, St. Joe, et cetera. I talked to people who are impacted by the prison system and, you know, they're frustrated. They're basically screaming into a void and nobody is hearing them. And so I felt like to bring us all together is the only way that we're really going to get, you know, any betterment um, in our system. And I want to just say real quickly, I know a lot of people and maybe some of your listeners, you know, assume, oh, well, that person did something bad. They're in prison. That's where they belong. They don't deserve anything good. But I challenge those, you know, notions and those understandings because number one, people in prison, over 90% of them have an outdate. So everybody doesn't go to prison for life. These people will be returning to our community. That's the first thing. And so I challenge people and ask them, do you want someone, someone returning to your community who's not rehabilitated, 
who hasn't had the correct mental health treatment, who hasn't had the correct substance abuse treatment, who hasn't, you know, matured and become a better person. So they're not out here harming other people. You know, I would I would think that you would want those people to return and not someone that's further traumatized and coming out just to do more harm and destruction. We have a recidivism rate probably right now over 50 percent. So the fact is, we should make sure that our incarcerated people are getting the humane treatment and a rehabilitation they need so that they can come back and be better people out here in society with us. And I assume that, you know, that is what most people would want. And so that's the challenge, you know, that I that I uh, when I talk to people, I challenge them on. And once I explain that they understand, you know, but a lot of people assume prison is supposed to be punishment. The punishment is the fact that you are removed from society. Most of the time, because you have done something wrong and you're removed and put in a place where you are supposed to get certain treatment and certain rehabilitative services to make you a better person. So the punishment is not necessarily sending someone to prison and, you know, torturing them or traumatizing them. The punishment is removing them and putting them somewhere so that they can get those skills they need to be better people. Sadly, that's largely not happening. And so I want to definitely connect with community about how we can push our state, our elected officials, our administration, DOC, to get to the place where they center rehabilitation, not trauma, not punishment, not the things that further harm people and leave them even more traumatized and, quote unquote, as bad people when they eventually do get released. So often, far too often, you know, we are we are so engrossed with the fall of it all that we don't pay any attention or maybe we're just not even interested in the redemption story that can come from that initial fall from grace. If you even want to call it a fall from grace, because again, especially with folks of color put in these cages for wrongful convictions, you know, and you also advocate for getting rid of capital punishment. And, you know, when you don't focus on the rehab, it's a slippery slope, in my opinion, to like fundamentalist arguments and authoritarian arguments where you just want to wipe away these folks or even want to state sanction kill these folks, you know, because we are just looking over the humanity of it all. You know, as you're taking this tour and you're talking to folks from rural to urban areas, what is the through line been when it comes to this issue on rights for the incarcerated? You know, I really think that people from urban areas and regions to the rural Missouri, the one thing that we can all agree upon or connect upon, you know, when you are dealing with our prison system and incarceration is the fact that you do want that system to be better. You know, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, it doesn't really matter. If you are impacted by this system and, and, you know, you have a loved one inside or you've been inside and you know the pitfalls and what's going on, no matter where you land in that political realm, you want something done. And so I talk to people about those issues. I often talk to, like I said, moms and wives in rural Missouri about these issues. And I explain to them, you know, the thing is, I'm not in Springfield, right? I'm not in St. Joe. I'm not in Hannibal. I don't live there. Those elected officials, they won't necessarily take, you know, my story or me coming to them and talking to them as seriously as they would you because you're their constituents. So I think that we can all get to a point where because, you know, we are constituents across the state, we either elect these people or I know our taxes pay their salaries and to really come together to say, hey, even if I can't reach out to that, you know, rural elected official, that's your community, that's your elected official, they're more willing to listen to you. 
if you're a mom and you're coming to them and saying, you know, yes, my son is incarcerated, you know, he may have had a drug problem, but he is trying to do better. And the fact that he keeps getting re-traumatized while he's incarcerated really is harming his rehabilitation. We have a huge issue of suicides in Missouri prisons. Recently heard about a young man committing suicide a few weeks ago. And so there are so many things going on. And I think that that can really, you know, unite us across political lines. Anything, if you are impacted by the system and you understand, you really want to make changes and want to see that reform. And so it is going to take, you know, those people reaching out to their elected officials. I can, of course, educate them on, you know, how to speak to them, what data to bring to them, et cetera. But it's definitely going to take all of us making sure that the people that we elect, as far as our governor, you know, legislature, et cetera, also admin of DLC, to know that we are here, we're watching, right? Um, and another issue is about the media, you know, trying to activate the media. So a person in a certain town, they can write to their newspaper. They may know the people at the paper or the TV station locally, right? It will go further for them reaching out and trying to get a story or trying to get the issue amplified than me, you know, coming from, you know, I'm in St. Louis. So if I'm trying to reach a TV or newspaper, you know, in Rolla, I'm not there. I don't necessarily have a connection to that community, but the people who do could get that story further along. So I think that that is really where our connections in our area of unification can come. And so that's really, you know, why I'm trying to push people all over the state to get involved and that's not to say they're not involved. There are some people who are involved, talk to family members. They always call DOC, you know, they call the director or they call the warden at the prison. And often, you know, they're just disappointed because nothing happens. They don't get the information they need. There have been people who died in our prison system and their family members were never notified for probably weeks. They don't know that their family members are deceased. And then once they learn they are deceased, they don't know why, you know, they're kind of given a runaround and saying, oh, what well, the autopsy is pending and aren't told anything. You know, there's currently litigation around that issue right now. A mother was not told that her son had died in prison. All of these issues are things that we all are affected by and coming together on those points, I feel like is really going to push things further along. Of course, our electeds and our government, you know, they pay attention to the media and what's getting out in the media. And so we're going to, you know, use the media and use our positions as constituents and really unite behind these issues to get some better treatment in our prison system. Well, then let's talk about this statewide town hall tour you got going on. You know, I come from a, a music background. We used to throw a bunch of concerts, right? And so I told you that this feels like a big tour. You know, you're going across the state. Like we said, it gets kicked off Saturday, November 4th in Springfield. And that Kansas City stop on the tour taking place at the Northeast Library happening between 1 and 5 p.m. You know, what can folks expect? Who's invited to this? Where can they go? Tell us a little bit more about the actual tour itself. Self. Sure. So we are, uh, like you said, kicking it out November 4th, and it'll be the first couple weekends in November and the first couple weekends in December. We are going to Springfield, St. Joe, KC, Chillicothe, St. Louis, Rolla, Charleston, Missouri, which is down in the Boot Hill area, Hannibal, and Columbia. So we have nine stops total. And what we're going to be doing, you know, and thinking about this, I decided that I wanted to show people the process in getting our legislators involved and getting criminal justice reforms passed as law. And there is a great documentary about this happening in the federal system. Back in 2018, President Trump signed what was called the First Step Act. 
and this particular act got a lot of people out of federal prison early because they were programming well you know they had jobs they were taking their classes they were doing very good so they got basically like a good time credit and a lot of people got out early and they most of them are doing great there's probably i believe like a three percent recidivism rate of the people that got out after the first step act but the documentary follows the people who advocated for that law it wasn't easy it took several years probably three or four years to get past you know some formerly incarcerated people would go to dc talk to their legislators they talked to at, the, at that time when it started president obama and his administration there was some frustration there was some wins some losses some compromises right and so the process in getting this legislation passed and getting these issues amplified isn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world but it is a collective effort and they all came together to push for several years and eventually did get the law passed so it is a really amazing documentary so we're going to watch the documentary and then afterwards we're going to have conversations i am inviting people who are formerly incarcerated to basically answer questions you know and also people not only formerly incarcerated but people who are organizing in their communities around these particular issues they're going to talk to us about you know their work and you know how they got into it and you know how you know they're trying to get their community activated in this area and so we're going to have those discussions some q a talk about legislation in missouri we're going to be pushing things like good time credit bill like an oversight committee bill and some of these legislative pushes for our upcoming session in 24 and talk to folks about that and about coming to jeff city a lot of people have not been to jeff city you know i know you have and i have but there are many people in our state have never been to our capital have never went in and sat in the uh, gallery of the session or even went to their own legislative office and had a conversation with them a lot of people have experienced that so that's another thing we're going to talk about because i do take people to the state capitol so that's something else you know we're going to discuss and you know people want to come and meet their legislators at the capitol as well as their local offices so it is going to be a day of just bringing people together education activating them really trying to inspire people to understand you can be involved in this this particular area of advocacy it is a lot but i feel like with my support and helping people especially when you're impacted, you can definitely have a lot of leeway and a lot of say in what's going on. That's who we're inviting those people, but also other people are invited who are caring community members. So if you don't have a loved one in prison, but you've been doing like work in your community, say at the homeless shelter, for instance, right? Or anything like that, where you care about your community and you maybe work with people who are formerly incarcerated or family members, we're inviting those people as well because anybody that cares about this issue and really want to get involved, they're welcome to attend. Have you got a chance to talk with anybody here locally in Kansas City? Are you familiar with Decarcerate KC? Uh, I am. Dylan is actually a good friend of mine. Actually, in Kansas City, the way we're going to be getting people to attend is going to be twofold. You know, of course, we're doing social media push. We're going to be calling people, but also some folks are going to be doing some canvassing. So in Kansas City, Decarcerate has agreed to be our partner. So they're going to be canvassing, you know, some marginalized communities and knocking doors and asking people, you know, is this an issue that you're impacted by or is this something that you would like to get involved in? And trying to make it as easy as possible, give people transportation, childcare, going to, you know, have an area for the kids to color and things like that. Because sometimes kids don't want to sit down for 90 minutes and watch a movie. So we're going to be doing all those things. Yes, Decarcerate is definitely a partner. Dylan and his crew do some amazing work, and they've been very gracious to agree to do that canvassing for us. I love to see the solidarity. And you know what? I guess, yes. and, I, and I feel feel like I stepped on the lead. I didn't mention 
you are on the St. Louis side and, you know, we're talking about building this collective coalition. I'm curious, you know, our mayor, which I know you're familiar with, Mayor Quentin Lucas, you know, uh-huh. when it comes to these sort of issues, I'll be honest, the narrative in Kansas City right now is talking about building more jails. We're not having, yes. I think, the conversations that we really need to be having, especially when we're talking about, like we said earlier, the rehabilitation of it all. What about your mayor, Tashara Jones? Are you happy with her response? Has there been any kind of comment? I'm just kind of curious. I want some tea, my friend. <laughs> So we, you know, as as organizers and activists, we are pretty disappointed in Mayor Lucas. We are also in St. Louis. We have some issues with our mayor as well. Now, they're not trying to build a new jail, thankfully, in our community. But recently, in the last few months, our local jail has had a lot of problems. There have been at least three deaths within like a two-month period. Like prison, it's a lot of neglect. It's a lot of just, you know, locking people up not giving them their medications and things like that. So we've had several deaths in our jail recently. It's something that we believe our mayor, the person who is basically head of the city, can do something about, right? And so we are trying to have those conversations with her. You know, we have been having, you know, rallies and protests over the last couple of months around these issues concerning our jail and the conditions that people are in in the jail, some very traumatic situations. And so, you know, we definitely do have some issues with our own mayor. I think that having elected officials who can have and will do good things, Mayor Lucas and our mayor as well, I'm not saying they're bad people at all, but there are some areas where, you know, they can be doing better. And as community members, it is up to us, you know, to urge and push forward, trying to get them to be aligned with really rehabilitation and the things that we need. A lot of people talk about, you know, crime in St. Louis, and I've never said that there isn't a crime problem. There's a crime problem here and so many other places. But the solution to crime is not necessarily locking more people up. This is 2023. This is the 50 year anniversary of the mass incarceration issue. We started in 1973 is when this country started incarcerating hundreds of thousands and millions of people. And 50 years later, we're still at the same place. We still have this bad, quote unquote, crime problems. We still have all these issues going on. So mass incarceration has not fixed anything. It's that, you know, sanity issue, doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. That's insanity, right? And so we understand that the things that will stop crime or lessen crime is making sure people are okay, making sure people are housed, making sure people are fed, making sure, you know, kids have adequate schooling, making sure kids and, and older people like teenagers older youth have outlets after school and on the weekends, etc. Making sure we have job opportunities. So the things that's going to stop crime is not more police or more prisons. It's actually going to make sure people have no need for crime. If you're okay and stable in your life and have a home and a job and you're able to take care of your children and have outlets for your children, or if your children have any mental health issues, etc., you can get those dealt with then what would be the need to commit crime, right? There will be no crime waves. There will be no reasons to commit crime. So we know as a community that the things to fix crime are those supporting our community, support social services, et cetera. But, you know, over the years, this tough on crime and putting people in jail and prison has just been the default narrative. And so we're really trying to get people away from that. That is also an aspect, you know, of my work here locally, what we're trying to do with our mayor and, you know, in Kansas City, building a new jail. It's like, how about let's take that money and not build a jail, but make sure people are housed. And I know you do work with the KC tenants. This past year, there was some like 
declaration that affordable apartment was $1,100 for one bedroom. And I remember reading that and I'm thinking, well, affordable for who? <laughs> right? Because people don't have the income to afford $1,100 for a one bedroom apartment. Our income is not going up, you know, inflation, et cetera. So just the understanding of what is affordable? How do you help people? You know, when our elected officials, it's just, it's a disconnect somewhere. And I do appreciate all the work that Casey Tennis has done in their respect. And over here in St. Louis, uh, organization called Action St. Louis has done a lot of that work with landlord-tenant issues. And we appreciate them as well. But yeah, there are so many things that we can get that would lessen crime. And the two things that would not lessen it are police and incarceration, because that hasn't helped for the last 50 years. ML Smith, I always love our conversations. We could go on for hours. There's so much I actually didn't even get a chance to, to talk with you about, especially, you know, just how our incarcerated folks are just used as pawns for this reactionary nonsense. You know, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about the book banning when it comes oh, to yeah. no longer being able to send our incarcerated folks reading material from also this ongoing debate about reinstating voting rights to our folks who have like we said earlier, serve their time to society. That's the whole point is that they have been pulled from society to serve their time. And once they have, you know, why are they not given the same rights that you and I have? So much of this terrible system where we are now is because we don't want to take up these issues. And I'm so happy that we have this town hall tour. The town hall tour to mobilize prison advocates gets started November 4th in Springfield Mo. Going to be in Kansas mm -hmm. City November 11th. Will you be here for these? Yes. I am coming to all of them. I'm going to put up too many miles on my car and we're going to hope to keep going, right? We're going to leave it up to God. But yes, I will be there at each one. And I also want to you know, let you know that on the website is uh, mojustice.org. That's M-O, mojustice.org. There's a link to the event. So you can go and read the description and sign up for the event. And also you can, if you have any questions, et cetera, there's a contact form and you can send me a message and I definitely will get back to you. We are embarking on a new thing. And I think a few years, we're definitely going to make a difference. We just got to, you know, start that push. Well, I'm also, I'm looking at these dates, you know, starts November 4th, runs till December 17th. You got a little bit of a break in between there. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but the fact that you were doing this tour during what will be the holiday season, a time when our incarcerated folks are so forgotten, I really appreciate that. They are definitely forgotten. I think the main reason was because I want to activate people for the next legislative session. As you know, it starts in January. But yes, our family members, our incarcerated folks, a holiday season is very, very difficult for them, you know, not being with their family. They still are part of our community because I know a lot of incarcerated people that I still talk to and people I wasn't incarcerated with. And so they're really excited about the tour as well. And, you know, for them to see that people still care and somebody's really trying to help and get the, the word out on this, you know, they're very activated. So thank you very much. Hey, even in coincidence, I love it when a plan comes together. So thank you, yes, my friend. Thank you. The Mo Justice Director, M.L. Smith, on your KC Morning Show. We will chat soon. I'll see you on uh, I'll see you on the 11th, November 11th. Okay, thank you. Take care. Felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Pressure to break or retreat at every turn. In the fear that the truth had discovered No telling how all this will work out But I've come too far to go back now I 